0: to prepare our hearts. Heavenly Father, we've come to your word now. Father, we have sought to glorify your name, and we know that that is done when we lift up your Son, Lord Jesus Christ. May he be lifted up once again as we look into your living word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you will take your Bibles, let's Turn together uh, to First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians twelve. As we head into this new year, I was praying about it and saying, "Lord, what what would be a a, a message of encouragement that we could have as we enter the new year as the body of Christ as the church." And the Lord led me to this particular passage. And uh, uh, just a little background here. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He sent this letter. The church was having some issues, some problems in different areas. And one of the problems was that there wasn't the unity that there should be. There was actually divisions that were happening in the church, and people were going there doing their own thing and not caring for someone else and uh, and so he wrote this to encourage those who were at the church because there was there was issue there were issues with the members who who were not some were not using their spiritual gifts while others We're using them, but they were using them to promote themselves. And we're going to get into what a spiritual gift is. So look with me here at verse 11. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. Paul writes, But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. Key phrase is at the end of verse 11, just as he wills. So what are these things Paul is talking about? And these things that were distributed to everyone. And he's talking about believers. The believers receive something from God. What is that? Well, that would take us back here uh, to verse 3. Uh, so, uh, actually, verse four. So, if look look back with me here, chapter twelve. What are these things? Look with me at verse four. He wrote, "Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries, yet the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects." but the same god who works all things in all persons what what is a common denominator in these verses so far it's he says he's talking about same spirit same lord same god in other words it's it all comes from one person it comes from god and everybody must remember that the gifts that they receive from god they, they cannot take credit for it or not, not, not walk around with a proud heart. Look, look what gift God has given me. Look at verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the, the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit another faith by the same spirit and to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the effects of miracles and to another prophecy and to another distinguishing of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues and then there is verse 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Now, here Paul gives a list of some of the things that God has given his people. They're called spiritual gifts. Okay? Spiritual gifts. When you were saved, you were given at least one ability, supernatural ability from the Holy Spirit who came to live inside you an ability to serve the body of christ serve in the church to minister to somebody else and there's a whole variety of spiritual gifts some christians god has chosen to give more than one others have one others may have three or four but who does the distributing god does the spirit does And so these are some of the gifts. Now, uh, there, there has, as you read this particular list of spiritual gifts, they're very controversial because these were gifts, spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gave individuals in the early church the ability to do these things to minister to the body of Christ. And, of course, we know what the, the uh, controversy has been. <laughs> are these particular spiritual gifts still being used today? There, these are the ones we just read are considered uh, what they call sign gifts. In other words, you could, it was an outward, some outward, miraculous, supernatural thing that someone was able to do and, and to, to bless the, the body of Christ. And it was supernatural, you could tell, like the gift of healings, putting your hand on someone, pray for them, they're healed immediately. And they, all these, these are called sign, sign gifts or miraculous gifts. And, uh, and so there's, there's the, the two sides. There are those that believe these gifts, these supernatural gifts, are still in use today. Then others say, well, God, there was a time where God, uh, those certain type of miraculous gifts uh, at the end of the church age, uh, end of the, the first century church, when the word of God was completed, that is when these particular, some of these particular Uh, uh, spiritual gifts ceased to be used by God. And where do we get that from? Well, just flip over with me here to 1 Corinthians 13. So just turn one chapter over. 1 Corinthians 13. Okay, and look at verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8. Look what Paul writes. And remember, he's been writing about the supernatural gifts. He says, love never fails. In other words, love is, is, God's going to continue to use love and wants love in the church. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be what? Done away with. If there are tongues, they will what? Cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. So people ask the question: So, if these particular sign gifts are to be done away with one day, they're supposed to cease. When is that? And so there are some that say, "Well, it hasn't happened yet," and others say, "It's God has ceased uh, at the end of the, the the first century church." And why would it? Why do some say then it it ended in the first century church? Look at verse 9 and 10. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Verse 10. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. And that verse can be confusing. It's been interpreted different ways by Bible scholars. But what many good Bible teachers and scholars believe verse 10 means, when the perfect has come, they believe that this word perfect is referring to the word of God when it is complete. When the perfect word of God needs no more outside revelation, because remember, first century church, we didn't have the New Testament yet. But now we have the Old and New Testament. This is the complete word of God. I don't need anything else. and I better not add to it. So therefore, we don't need any more outside prophecies, no more, no more outside knowledge that isn't in the word of God or added prophecies. These things, uh, uh, many believe, are were done away with. And when the perfect has come, which means we could take it as... The completion of the word of God, okay? When the com- perfect has come, and you could say the the word of God has come, the partial will be done away with. What's the partial? It's those sign gifts that were par- used to partially give the word of God before it was written down, before it was completed. Okay, so we don't want to go, we're not going to go any farther than that into, into uh, what gifts are, Spiritual gifts are being used today and what gifts are not. But I want to focus on the gifts that we do know are being used today. And I want, Paul is concerned about the church using the spiritual gifts God gave them. And so if you go back with me to uh, chapter 12, look at verses 12 and 13 with me. 12 and 13. For even as the body is one, and yet as many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are what? One body. So also in Christ. Verse 13. For by one spirit we were baptized into the one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of the one spirit notice he says in verse 13 for by one spirit we were all baptized he's not talking about water baptism here he's talking about something that happened to you and happened to me the moment i was saved now you may not remember exactly the time when you were born again but it happened because you believe in jesus christ today So you trusted him for salvation. So somewhere along the line, you were born again. When you were born again, when you became saved, that very moment, the Holy Spirit was sent by God into your heart as Jesus promised he would send. And it was sent into the believer's heart permanently so that I have the indwelling Christ through his spirit. You have the indwelling Christ through his spirit in you permanently. That is what Paul is referring to as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not some experience you have later on in your Christian life. You get saved, and then afterwards you go, Oh, I need, I hear about this being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want that experience. No, that doesn't come. You get filled with the Holy Spirit later in your life as you grow in Christ and surrender your will to the Lord. You're under the control of the Holy Spirit. But this word "baptized," uh, remember what it means. It means the day you were saved, the Holy Spirit baptized you by coming into your heart. But here Paul is concerned. He's saying, even as the body is one, yet there are many members and he's talking about the physical body, and so it is in Christ. Christ is, uh, is, is uh, the head of the what? The body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. He's the head of the church. We are called Paul, uh, time and time again, has referred to the church as the body of Christ. We are spiritually the body of Christ, okay? And so we're considered his body where he is the head. And Paul is using the analogy now of the physical body, okay? And the things that that all the members that put together are body. And so he wants to get something across. And it, it's so important to under, understand this, because uh, the w- Paul says the church is the body of Christ. One interesting uh, account that we can look at uh, that would ma- make us understand that you know uh, that we are a, the spiritual body of Christ. It's when the apostle Paul was on the Damascus Road. Do you remember that story? And suddenly. He heard a voice, right? Blinding light. He heard a voice, and it was the voice of Jesus. Now, what was his... He was Saul at this time. He wasn't saved yet. What was Saul doing? Do you remember? He was persecuting Christians. He was behind the mobs, killing Christians and imprisoning them. Okay? Suddenly, he gets stopped in his tracks by Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus say? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You hear that? He said, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" Now, Jesus isn't on Earth anymore. He died, rose from the dead, and went back to heaven. So, how could Paul, Saul, be persecuting Jesus if he's not on Earth? It's because the church is the believers on earth after jesus left are considered the body of christ and so when jesus uh, when when the uh, saul was persecuting christians that's why jesus said when you're persecuting believers those who trust in me you're persecuting me because they're my body they're my spiritual body so just Uh, something to help understand the spiritual side of, of, of the body of Christ here. Okay, now look with me then as we pick it up at verse 14. He goes on. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. Okay? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, can you imagine being just an eye? I look out here and all I see were eyes. Eyes. You know, you wouldn't have any arms. You wouldn't have anything else, no legs. You'd just be an eye sitting on the pew. Wouldn't that be ugly, right? So, so but that's what he's trying to say here. He, he says here, he says, if the whole body, verse 17, were an eye, where would the hearing be? We need ears. If the whole were hearing, if you were just an ear, where would the sense of smell come from? But now God has placed the members, each one of them. That means every one of you this morning who's a believer, you're in this. Each one, just as he desires. He placed you in the body of Christ and the spiritual body of Christ where you are a believer and you're part of the family. You have been placed here by the Lord Jesus Christ and God. He has given you special ability, a spiritual ability. Maybe you don't know what that is yet, but an ability, a spiritual, a supernatural ability to minister to the brothers and sisters in Christ. And so then he goes on, verse 19. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members by one body and the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you or again the head to the feet i have no need of you on the contrary it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary in other words those who feel that that they don't have the same uh maybe gift that that is more prominent in the church and those members of the body which we deem less honorable. On these, we bestow more abundant honor and our our unseemly members come to have more abundant seamlessness, whereas our seemly members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body. Here it is. God put us together as the body of Christ, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked... That there should be no what? Division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Okay, so let's, let's excuse me, let's break this down to, to kind of understand it to our level, okay? So what was happening was in the church at Corinth, you had those, they, they started to understand what the spiritual gifts were. And some of them were those sign gifts we talked about, speaking in tongues, miraculous healing, uh, word of prophecy, all those things. Those many of those individuals in the church went around like this. Yep. Oh, yeah, I get the. I have the gift of speaking in tongues. I just healed someone yesterday. Yeah, I've been given that spiritual gift. Oh what spiritual gift do you have speaking to someone in the church and someone may say, well, I, I, I just had the gift of serving the gift of, 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 helps of helping, uh, maybe, you know, putting up tables and chairs or, or helping clean up in the church. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's all right good. Okay. Yeah. well, well, and they, these, and the ones that had, had the, more, um, uh, the, 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 the bigger spiritual gift, it seemed, the one that was more prominent and noticeable in front of others, they walked around with pride in their heart. There was no humility. And they were looking down on those who didn't have as much talent and ability, and they looked less on them. And I thought, yeah, yeah, well, God can't use you. And what was, ha- sadly, what was happening in the church, those who did not have the, the stronger spiritual gifts, they felt, I can't be used of God. I guess I, I, I can't be part of the, the body of Christ. Because, look, I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. I don't know what my, some of them says, I don't know what my spiritual gifts are. You know, they can't get up and speak or preach or be an evangelist or or uh, do some of these other uh, public ministries. And and so what they were doing, they were feeling inferior. And the two problems in the church were there were those that were feeling inferior because they looked at the others and who had, uh, it seems to have the greater gift. And yet in God's eyes, it wasn't greater. So they would feel in fear and they would stop being used. They wouldn't be used in the church. They weren't being used in the body of Christ to minister. And then you had the, the other ones that were so proud of themselves because they were given a, a gift that was seen to be a, a greater gift. And Paul's trying to call them together and say, we need unity in the church. Those of you who are gifted spiritually, and God has given you one or more gifts don't flaunt it, but you use it to care for the, the ones that may not have the same ability, but you need to minister to them in humility. And then the, the ones who feel inferior and feel like they don't fit in, then they're the ones that need to not get jealous of others. But look at themselves say Lord you have made me the way I am and who distributes the, the the gifts it says God however he desires distributes so you have what you have because God chose to give it to you so one is not more important than the other kids how many times have you ever been to school kids where you 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 felt left out okay times where you, you just didn't feel like you fit in. Um, I re- I remember back in my school days when it was time to make teams. You know, we were in the gym and we were gonna. Everybody was gonna. You had two captains, and they picked. You know, I don't know how the how the the flag football works. How's the flag football work out here? Does are there two captains that pick sides? Uh, Brock. Is that pretty much, what do you, Bryce? So so you have two leaders and they both pick, right? Uh, pick the teammates, who do they want? Pretty much, well, that's what happened to me. And suddenly you're waiting for your name to be called. And Mike, come on over here, you're on our team. And then the other guy on the other side goes, uh, hey Jason, I'm picking Jason. Come over here. And suddenly the group standing there waiting to be called gets got smaller and smaller and smaller. Guess who was left? You want him? No, you want him? You know, the leaders are fighting over me, not wanting me. And and I'm going, what? What? Do you know how small I felt? Kids, maybe you felt that way. Maybe you have felt inferior, like like somebody has more talent than you. And remember, these spiritual gifts don't really have anything to do with talent, like playing. uh, You're good at playing an instrument, or you're good at football, good at sports. Uh, You know, uh, it doesn't have to do with talent. But the spiritual gift you have will use your talent. God will use your talent. By using the spiritual gifts to use your talent so that your gift is actually being, uh, blessing others, by, because you are doing it out of a heart for the Lord and for the ministry of the saints. But you might be feeling sometimes, man, I'm not big enough. I don't have, I'm not good enough. I don't understand. You know, I feel so left out. I feel like, like, um, I don't fit in. And dear Christian, not just kids, but maybe you felt that way as an adult. And we're heading into the new year, and we thank the Lord that he has given us more time to share the gospel. But what he wants out of Jonestown Bible Church and this family, he wants unity, he wants love, and he wants each of us to be willing to serve in a humble way and ask the Lord, Lord, what are the spiritual gifts you've given to me? Maybe you don't know what they are. And so here you are at church. You come every Sunday, but you sit in the back, you come and leave. And we have all these other needs here in the church. We need teachers for the children's, the children's ministries, you know, children's church or others or Sunday school or 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 helping around the church uh, you know or someone who is in need being ready to help but many times because we say well I can't do anything and so we look at ourselves as inferior and we sit back and everybody else does the work but because we feel we don't fit in we we just sit back and God's not using us God wants to use each and every one of you and he has given you the spiritual gift to be used right here. And what are the gifts supposed to be used for? It's to minister, to glorify God and to minister to one another. It's the whole idea behind the spiritual gift is for one member to use it to encourage and build up the other member turn uh, if we turn with me to uh, Ephesians really quick okay Ephesians 4 just want you to go over here Ephesians 4 okay and look at verse 11. Ephesians four eleven. Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus. And he says, and he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, some as pastors, and some as teachers. Here, he's talking about those who've been given these particular spiritual gifts. And they are all dealing, all these ones that are named are dealing with the word of God ministering to the saints. But they were given these gifts for what reason? Verse 12. See verse 12? For the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. There's that phrase, the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith, God's concerned about the unity of Jonestown Bible Church and that we all work, use our spiritual gifts together to, to build each other up and of the knowledge of the Son of God that we might know more about who Christ is and to the point where we come, become a, a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. You and I have been put here on earth and we've been saved and sent into the body of Christ for for good works, to do the work of the Lord for each other, that we might be able to be stronger with our witness out there in the world, and they might see that by our love they will know we are his disciples. At Back home, um, the girls, Anna and Glory, got out. Uh, giant jigsaw puzzle so our dining room table has this giant jigsaw puzzle on it thousand pieces how many have a jigsaw puzzle going anybody one two three four okay well i grew up my parents always had had that going you know at christmas time there'd be a puzzle so when you're walking by if if you wanted to stop for a minute or two or five minutes you sit down and try and. Put a piece in there, okay? And you, you're trying to get the puzzle. Well, the girls did one. They they finished a thousand piece puzzle. I was amazed. So they pulled out another one. Now this one I was going to help. And so I I sat down with them and we're we're working on this, you know. And I'm I'm over here working with the seagulls and the blue sky. And so that, that that's I chose that part of the puzzle. <clears throat> well. I got to a place where one piece I pressed in there and I go, yeah, that fits. That looks, that looks right. That's a fit. It's a perfect fit. And I tried, I put it in, you know, and, and then glory come over and look at it and go, dad, that's not the right piece. That doesn't go there. It doesn't? No, you squished it in, you made it to fit, but it doesn't belong there. Okay. So I pull it out, and Glory takes it, says, Dad, over here. <laughs> and Glory shows me, fits it in the sky part. It fits like a glove, perfectly. You know as I thought about that You know as I thought about that the Lord impressed upon me something something amazing that excuse me I'm sorry you know that piece didn't fit there maybe you feel like you don't fit God can't use you in this church you feel like you're useless. That piece of puzzle I had in my hand didn't fit there. But here's the thing that hit me. It fit somewhere. It fit somewhere in that grand puzzle. I picked the wrong place. I was trying to shove myself into the wrong place. And then you could I could have taken that pieces thrown her away well that's no good no that piece still needs to be used to fulfill finish the puzzle and dear friend you're like a jigsaw a piece of jigsaw puzzle you know in a way spiritually as the body of christ you're a hand you're a foot you're an eye you're part of the body of christ he's given you a, a certain ability to do something for him and for the for the rest of the body of christ Remember this as you leave here for the new year. You fit in. God has made the giant picture of the body of Christ. And just because maybe you're an eye and you can't do the ministry of an ear, okay, or a foot, but yet you have an ability, the one God gave you. God wants to use you. Dear Christian, would you say, yes, Lord. That's it. Say, yes, Lord, show me what my spiritual gifts are. And you can go through the scriptures. There are other passages. Look them up where you will see the some of the other lists of the spiritual gifts like mercy, mercy. Hospitality is the spiritual gift. Opening your home. I believe the Williams have that spiritual gift. Oh, they're always opening their home saying, come on over. We're going to we want to to minister to the family of God. And so you each one have one. Ask God where you fit. Show him what he's given you the ability to do. And then just say, yes, Lord, let's pray together. As we conclude this morning, dear Christian, if you've been feeling like you've been left out, you feel like God hasn't given you certain abilities. And you look at others, you get envious. Would you say, Lord, I now realize you've given me a spiritual gift and I want whatever you've given me, help me to be content with that gift and to use it for the, to minister to your body, the other members. Make that decision this morning, Christian. Make that commitment, would you? and if you're a believer who's been given maybe multiple gifts but maybe you really haven't been you've been more self centered in using it and it's not doing much good to others but yet you use it only to build yourself up and not doing it in humility would you confess that as sin and say dear Lord forgive me give me a heart of humility that I might use my gifts Lord to help those that may not have as a a, a powerful gift or a stronger gift that is more noticeable Lord but those who may not have as many gifts Lord help me to help them and dear Christians let us all say Lord Help us to be unified. Help me to be a unifier and not cause division. That love in this new year might be preeminent. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, that you have shown us, Lord, that you have blessed each believer, Father, with special gifts to use for your glory, to edify the body of Christ. Help us to use those gifts and be willing to say, yes, Lord. With heads still bowed right now and eyes are closed, perhaps you never trusted Christ as your Savior. I invite you to receive him because you, you don't have any spiritual gifts unless Jesus comes into your life. He'll give you his spiritual, but he'll give you salvation, forgiveness of sin and righteousness. If you'll but open your heart, if you believe in him, pray with me now. If you believe Jesus died on the cross for you, he's, you believe he's the son of God. You admit you're a sinner and you know, you need to be saved today. Pray with me now. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sin. I believe you died on that cross for me. Come into my heart right now and wash my sins away. I receive you today as my very own Savior. Thank you for dying for me and rising from the dead, Lord Jesus. And if you prayed that prayer, Jesus entered your heart. If you truly meant it, you are now a member of the body of Christ. Welcome to the family. Thank you, Father. Father, for what you have done in our hearts this day, and we'll give you the praise as we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.